What do the Cincinnati Bengals and the San Francisco 49ers have to do to get back and make the Super Bowl next year after they were eliminated on Championship Sunday? And the Los Angeles Chargers have a new offensive coordinator, and the Dallas Cowboys have one less offensive coordinator. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL and now the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, this is uh, this is the time of the week, Matt, that we take a look at the teams that were ousted from the NFL playoffs, yeah. and the lists are getting smaller and smaller. So we've got a couple of teams here. We got some movement with coaching around the NFL. Um, should we start with the San Francisco 49ers because the MIRI results are in sure. for quarterback Brock Purdy, and he has a complete tear of his UCL. So uh, pretty amazing that he was able to even go back in the game and, and throw a screen pass or two. Uh, pretty pretty insane situation the 49ers went through Sunday against the, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the time frame is now six months. He's getting a second opinion. It's not Tommy John surgery. Tommy John surgery might knock him out for – we'd be talking about 2024 for Brock Purdy potentially if he oh, has wow. Tommy John surgery, which is a complete reconstruction. What they're talking about now, the six-month recovery, is a repair of the tear, which would put him back – Six months is August 1st. That's the start of training camp. So at least it would be if everything's on track, he would still be back for training camp preseason and week one. So if you thought Purdy was going to be your starter, you can still kind of pencil him in as your starter, but no offseason program. It gets a little bit more dicey. And oh, yeah, they got a really talented human being in Trey Lance still there on the roster and maybe some other free agents that they could bring in just to make sure. And I wouldn't be shocked, Matt, if Kyle Shanahan brings a half a dozen quarterbacks to training camp. I want <laughs> yeah. that to happen again. I could see that. I mean, in a way, I don't want to say it was good news hearing about the injury, but I mean, people are like, I mean, he's a quarterback. Why doesn't he throw the ball down the field at all? Once he came back in, it's like, no, he's really just a play caller and handing the ball off. I mean, yes. he, I mean, he barely could throw it on the sidelines in warm-up situations. And yeah, I think he threw a screen or two, as you said, but he really had no physical ability to push the ball down the field. He just knows the plays and, you know, can run them as opposed to th putting McCaffrey back there. And and obviously that totally destroyed the offense, of course. So we're over that. I'm sure you're not, but, or many of our listeners, but we're on to the off season here and to tease a little project we're doing, we'll do it sometime between now and the Super Bowl or whenever is we're going to do our predictions of who every team's starting quarterback is going to be, you know, is Lamar going to be in Baltimore on, you know, on and on. And I did mine about a week ago, and I put Purdy in as the as the Niners starting quarterback. And we're going to talk Niners offseason. They're really light on draft picks. Don't pick until number 100, I think you said. And 
So I thought, we'll go with Purdy. We'll turn Lance into draft capital, which they don't have much of. They won the least in terms of draft capital in the league. And go from there, maybe bring a veteran in. But now I think I need to rethink that a little bit. I mean, not to pull the curtain back too much, but who do you think the starting quarterback is on day one before we get to some of these free agents and off the field or you know, off season moves? Well, one week ago, I would have said it's it's very likely going to be Brock Purdy, but yeah, Trey yeah. Lance has been in the system for a couple of years. Trey Lance is more physically talented and Trey Lance will have every opportunity. The the way I had put it on Lockdown 49ers podcast is uh, on the first day of OTAs, if both guys are healthy, they're going to split reps exactly 50-50, but Purdy would get the first rep. Okay. Now, Trey Lance is going to get all the reps in the offseason program, depending on what veteran quarterbacks or you know maybe a late-round pick, whatever they bring in there, because they, they're going to need bodies to get through training camp, so they have to bring in somebody at quarterback, whether it's a you know training camp fodder or you know potentially someone who could start some games for you at some point. And uh, there's enough up in the air that it could be just about any of those scenarios. And, man the off seasons I've spent here covering the San Francisco 49ers have just been ridiculous starting on March 23rd, 2021, when they traded up to number three and we're like, Oh my Mm. God, they're going to go get a quarterback, but which quarterback's going to be, you know, endless conversation, not knowing who the quarterback's going to be. And it has not stopped and it's going to continue through this off season now. Um, But now it's going to be Trey Lance through the entire off season program in mini camps. And probably at the start of camp, he's going to be getting the first, reps just because he'll, he'll have been healthier he'll have been through it and we don't know where Trey Lance's recovery is going to be is six months like when you start the throw is six months when you're 100 percent cleared for hitting and you started throwing you know a month before that so that, that's one of the questions there with the recovery and then there's the question of Brock Purdy's arm does right. it, is it weaker he he doesn't have extra in the tank to lose good arms point. good point he yeah. could become not an NFL starter anymore if it really does a number and saps some of his arm strength uh, sometimes what happens, and especially with baseball players I know in Tommy John surgery, they do so much rehab and strengthen so much else in their body. A lot of guys come back throwing harder. Mm-hmm. So could that happen with Brock Purdy as well through his rehab process? So there is a lot of questions with this whole thing. But luckily, the 49ers have a really talented guy in, in Trey Lance. And if Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, even before the Brock Purdy injury, if they had a camp competition and Trey Lance won, that is great news for the 49 That's what you want, right? Because you already know that Brock Purdy's playing at this level of, you know, I, I mean, I would bet my mortgage if a healthy elbow Brock Purdy is going to be in that Kirk Cousins tier of quarterback in the NFL. Like, okay. I, I've seen enough from him. Like, I'm, I'm a full believer in Brock Purdy. Like, he's got something to him, you know. And Trey Lance could be better than that, obviously, because he's just more physically gifted. And so if he won that competition, and and I still think that Purdy will be back in training camp, will have a chance to compete. If Trey Lance wins that, the 49ers are better off for it. But you still don't quite know, although the 49ers saw him every day in practice and know a little bit more. But, I mean, so much up in the air at the quarterback position for the 49ers. Absolutely. And I think we have to start there. I think you have to address at least the rumors of Brady. I mean, I know Brady couldn't be any more different stylistically than Lance, but he could point guard the heck out of getting the ball to Debo and Kittle and all those dudes too. Um, If it was me, I would field offers still for Lance and attack a veteran, maybe Brady, but I mean, that's a a bigger fish than you would usually think. I mean, I'm thinking like Darnold or Brissett to hold down the fort until Purdy comes back just to regain some draft capital. But right. I could see and not it, doing that because you're not going to get your money back on this. Right, right. So if you love Purdy and you already know, it's like, man, we, we really like Brock Purdy. Yeah, and, like if you think long term, uh, he's your guy. 
but but we need to hedge. So we're going to listen to offers, and this is what we need to get, which is going to be probably considerable for Trey Lance. If a team mm-hmm. says, we like Trey Lance still better than Will Levis, and we're going to give you something serious for him, then the 49ers have to listen to that, and they have a lot of other needs they have to figure out, too, on the roster. They only have 35 guys under contract right now and yeah, you know, they're and a half million projected right. under the cap so they've got to find an offensive tackle or re-sign mike mcglinchey and as we know starting offensive tackles are not cheap and there's not a lot of good options out there a lot of 49ers mm-hmm. fans are like hey we're gonna let's upgrade for mike mcglinchey he's like okay name me somebody who's available. how you gonna do that right if you got no top one hitter pick to you got no uh no first round pick no second round pick to draft one that you would expect to start mm-hmm. early you don't have the capital to trade for a guy who's going to command something. And he's going to get overpaid by somebody. Right. Like, I don't think he's a great player, but he's a starting right tackle that's still in his prime. Pro football focus has their list of best free agents available in the offseason. And he's the top 10 player and the top offensive tackle. Which means he's going to get a lot of money. <laughs> right. you know, exactly. If you're the top offensive tackle, if you're good, bad, or ugly, it's going to be a lot of money. Um, I've referenced this chart before that kind of talks about every team's offseason resources mm-hmm. and only the Vikings, Bills, Saints and Dolphins have less than the Niners. That's mostly because they don't have the drafts, the, the, the high draft picks, but they do have some cap space, but they got some dudes that are up, as you mentioned. I mean, Jimmy Ward, I'm sure Garoppolo will go. Ebicon, uh, Mosley's a good player. I mean, Al Shahir, I didn't realize he was up too. I mean, yeah, so, and they, run school. They, and, they re-upped Dre Greenlaw, so I think Al Shahir, they can't afford to pay three linebackers, so he might be one that has to walk. Ooh. And to be honest with you, if D'Amico Ryans gets that Houston Texans job, uh, I would be probably shocked if Al Shahir is not wearing a Houston Texans uniform uh, in the offseason because he's well thought of and he's a starting caliber player that the 49ers are probably just going to have to let walk. Um, and guess what? They got to do a deal that's going to be the biggest non-quarterback contract in the league with Nick Bosa this offseason. Right, right, right. Like their money's going to dry up quick. I mean, yeah. even guys like Gibson and Tyler Croft and Hyder, and I mean, just good role players, you know, are going to be hard to retain. I think you have to give McGlinchey money, right? I mean, again, I don't love spending it there, but if you had it's a like first-round pick, you could get away with it, but you can't right. with how the way you're set up. I mean, yep. uh, it, it, I think it could be a rough offseason for the Niners the more I'm looking at it. It could be tough. And yeah. the, the the best way for them to go about it is to believe in their young quarterbacks and mm-hmm. and stay cheap there and spend elsewhere. But um, I would say, so, you know, Rodgers, no, you know, Carr, no. Anybody you have to pay a lot of money to trade for, no. And that would also mean that you really don't believe in your young quarterbacks. Um, right. If, if you go that route. But Tom Brady is the one. And, and Jimmy G, it's just time to go for him personally. And he's probably going to make a decent amount. And he doesn't want to go through that circus again and have to compete for a job. There's probably not, a really right. nice stopgap position for him to be a starter short term, at least. And. Um, probably some teams wishing they would have picked him up last year in the offseason uh, that they passed on him. Um, but if they agree with you, though, and think that Purdy is a guy and they believe they can win with him and maybe even would have won that game or win the Super Bowl if he doesn't get hurt. I think you turn Lance into picks and find somebody to hold down the fort while until Purdy gets healed. You know, and and, and the name that makes the most the, the name that makes the most sense in that regard, it's either you're you're it's either you're signing a guy who you know, a Mike white or someone who's like a yeah, yeah. third stringer that you don't have to pay a lot of money to that can, that you would be okay with in an emergency situation that has to play. Um, or uh, Tom Brady, he, he's just the, the mm-hmm. one name that makes sense. If he wants to come home, play for his hometown team and give it reasonable one more price go, and it comes at a reasonable price. It would all have to work together in that regard for the 49ers to, for that even to make sense. 
Um, not that Brock Purdy can trump Tom Brady. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it could be, but if you, Brady's a little different than Darnold or Brissett in that if you sign him, he's starting 17 plus games for you this year. You know, like yes. it's his you get one whole year of Brady. And Purdy look, learns, you know, there's a chance Brady, he looked pretty washed. There's a chance that Brady goes to camp and Kyle Shanahan thinks, I don't know if Brady's my best quarterback right now. Not if he won't sit there and take contact. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, a lot of questions. They've they've got some holes to fill and not a ton of money to do it. Right. Of course, as you know, in the NFL, some things can get moved around and restructures here and there. But mm-hmm. they've got a lot of superstars on the roster. And having a cheap quarterback room is, is one of the big keys to them being able to build this thing. And a wrench got thrown into that with Brock Purdy's injury. Big time. And last name I just want to mention, he's a really good player. You know this. But Jimmy Ward has really found himself in San Francisco, too. Is he going to be somebody that's just going to be too tough to keep? You know, he's yeah. over thirty-one years old, and you know he, he's going to make enough money that we're talking finances here. That uh, Tashawn Gibson was off the street last year, played a really good free safety, mm-hmm. and they moved Ward because of that to nickel, Slot. and yeah. they they've kind of drafted a lot of guys. I think they they'll they'll roll the dice with some of their young players mm-hmm. at nickel and let Jimmy Ward walk, and he's been yeah. a really good player, really underrated around the league, and, and really versatile, and he should be able to find himself a starting salary even though safeties don't get paid a ton around the league it's probably more than the Niners need to pay at another non-premium position is already paying tight ends and running backs and linebackers a lot of money yeah again you know their cap better than I do but I can't imagine being able to keep McGlinchey and Ward you know let alone if you happen to sign a Brady or somebody like that I would think Ward's gone yeah if they spend any free agent money it's going to be on a offensive tackle I, mm-hmm. I, would, I would guess whether it's McGlinchey or you know Caleb McGarry or somebody else yeah okay that makes sense but yeah, it's a little precarious. I mean, yeah. obviously the quarterback's a story, but there's some other extenuating circumstances here. It, this it's kind of dubious, but then you look ahead and it's like, okay, well, Trey Lance could still be that guy. He's still that talented. Mm-hmm. You saw flashes of it. And Brock Purdy's supposed to be back for training camp. And you got a lot of stars on that roster. So they should be okay. But there's some pitfalls along the way for sure. There are. There are. Interesting. All right, we got to talk Cincinnati Bengals. Kellen Moore, new OC of the Los Angeles Chargers next. Valentine's Day is coming up, which means romance is in the air more than usual. I don't need to tell y'all lovebirds out there that you've probably had your dates planned for a long time and that thing's been circled on the calendar, uh, but you want to do something special. You, you haven't found that perfect Valentine's Day gift yet. So whether you're celebrating this day of romance or whether you're just ready to pop the question on another day or find jewelry as unique as she is with the modern convenience of online shopping, you can find it all at BlueNile.com. Simple online tools let you find the perfect diamond shape, size, clarity, setting style, everything you want. Blue Niles Bench Jewelers go to work, handcraft that perfect piece for your specification. And uh, they've got some expert guidance, which is something that I would absolutely need if I'm buying a piece like that to guide you through to find the right piece at the right budget for that right special person in your life. And right now, you can save up to 50% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com for up to 50% off BlueNile.com. Thanks once again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the network. Locked On is heading to the Senior Bowl, Mobile, Alabama. I know a lot of folks were landing in Mobile today. Practices are getting going. It's Senior Bowl week, and you can get inside analysis from all the hosts that covered NFL and college players all season long. Find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one location. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft for nightly live shows from the Senior Bowl on Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday this week, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. 
Cincinnati Bengals. We talked a lot about the offensive line there for the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. and uh, it's I think that's the place you begin with the Cincinnati Bengals as well, right? And, and they put a lot of yeah. work into this, but then they had injuries, and I'm not sure they were great to begin with, though, anyway. And, mm-hmm. and again, it's harder to upgrade the offensive line than just about any other position in the NFL, and really good offensive linemen don't reach free agency, but this might be a situation where the Bengals have to go to the trade market to find a player. Yeah. They're interesting because so I'm sitting here looking at their off season resources. Not that this is a big deal for them, but they don't have a lot of contracts they can restructure and make, make space, but they have a lot of cap space. I mean, they're I think fourth in the league right now in terms of cap space available in terms of draft capital, they're fine. You know, they're picking late in the rounds as a good team, but they didn't trade away their premium picks. So that's great. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room, of course, is Burrow's going to get a huge, huge, huge extension. Higgins is on the horizon as well. Chase is the year after that. Higgins needs address now. Are you going to invest in both those receivers? I would think yes, because I think you can still pull that off. But even when you give Burrow a monster deal, if it happens today, probably won't destroy their ability to go outside the organization. I mean, this is a team that could could trade for Laramie Tunsil, you know, or something like that, if, if need be. Or um, I'm with you, though. I mean, Jonah Williams is an upcoming free agent soon after this year as well. I think you need to upgrade there. I mean, although he could play guard, he could play right tackle. Yeah, I that's, am, that's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. If you could go the Laramie Tunsil route and just say, yeah. let's do what we need to do at this spot to keep our quarterback upright. And then you, so let's say, let's say that Larry tussles that what they decide to do. And yeah, for somebody like that. Yeah. Now Jonah Williams kicks inside or kicks the other side. Now you're fixing two positions at once and you're getting better across your entire offensive line in, in, with one move. And that's why I like that so much. Um, I will say though, I think was Higgins. Higgins was the first pick in the second round, right? So the borough year. So he doesn't have the fifth year option situation. Right. So, so his is means, pressing. Yeah. That also means there's two years between him and Chase, who has a fifth year option. Correct. So, so you, that you, you could stagger that a little you bit. You could stagger it a little bit better, at least. Yeah. But you could do like, say, a, a big money three year contract with Higgins. And then by the time you re up Chase, you could make his first year contract low. And then Higgins exits and you get that three years together mm-hmm. with them before point. the big money hits with with jamar chase uh, yeah. the reason i've been thinking a lot about that is because the 49ers have the exact same situation with debo samuel and brandon Ayuk. Mm, and Ayuk yeah. was the that was drafted the year later but a first round pick so there's two years apart after fifth year option of them becoming free agents and debo got a third year three-year contract and i don't think that was uh a fluke you know i think that's how they planned this thing out yeah that's a good point um what was i gonna say about that the big picture here is I think this is their last year to really be buyers, whether that's trade for a tonsil or sign somebody at any position. They've had a lot of cap flexibility, obviously, but this is really their last year to really add from outside the organization because pretty soon that that cap space is going to dry up. Um, I'm with you, though. I I would love to get, whether it's my first two picks in the draft or a veteran and a second-round pick, I'm adding two more linemen. You know, Burrow's too important. I am tired of this guy getting hit. You didn't fix the problem well enough. Um, There are some other interesting dudes that are up, like Jermaine Pratt is a really good young linebacker coming into his own. Jesse, both your safeties are up. Bates and Bell, you know. But you talked to Bax Hill. Yeah, I think Bates will go. Yeah, and he's going to command so much money. He's going to be the best safety on the market. 
if you you start to get in that, okay, you start to look into the future of your salary cap and your position and where you're spending money. And you were talking about spending a lot of money on the offensive line. And we're talking about uh, a quarterback that's going to start making crazy money. Is a is a is this as good as Jesse Bates is? And gosh, it would be tough for them to lose him. Is that a position you can spend long term money on? Yeah, I franchise tag, it's not franchise maybe tag. franchise tag, maybe maybe because you're trying to win it this year. If, he, if he's unhappy, so be it. I mean, he's only like 26 years old, but you'll probably lose something there. But you could draft the safety in the second round and still have a good defense. You know? Yes, absolutely. Did you hear Jermaine Pratt? By the way ripping his teammate after the game or walking into the, the yeah. locker. Room. Like, I think he apologized today or something yeah. came out today about it. that was unprofessional. I was, you know, out of line, yada, yada, really heated. I, I was surprised to hear that, especially with the, uh, the juxtaposition of seeing Osai on the sideline and just, oh, poor guy, rot. you know, it felt so bad for him. And then the next clip is them walking into the locker room and Pratt saying that, and like, I understand the competitive nature and he wasn't wrong either. Um, but I'm glad to hear he, he apologized for it because he didn't seem like the type of guy that would, you know, throw his, his teammate on the bus and, and probably did not realize that was going to be public, that people heard him saying that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it probably happens more than people realize, but we oh, always, yeah. yeah, of course. Oh, I mean, the conversations we say on this, we hear on the sideline. Yeah I, yeah, I would love to be able to hear one of the unedited versions of those mic'd ups and, and just hear what <laughs> yeah. say on the sideline and that much must be a pretty lengthy job for guys to cut that down to what's usable in a six minute you know mic'd up segment oh or even how they talk to refs or you know how many f-bombs do they drop at refs or yeah. back at the fans or what the <laughs> what they hear from the fans in the front row or what's thrown at them or i mean all the nonsense but um big picture here wrapping these two teams up I think both these teams are set up really well to be competitors again next year. But I also think the Bengals roster is much more likely to be better than the one they have now than the Niners roster is. I bet the Niners roster takes a hit or two where the Bengals might even be better on paper. Uh, uh, Eli Apple's another big one. Yeah, yeah, he is. A corner is something they probably would like to upgrade. But again, uh, that's that's either. Losing a Wuzier hurt them a lot. At least he's back, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Eli Apple, like, think about Eli Apples. He's burned every bridge in the NFL. The Bengals might be the only team he can re-sign with, and so he might have to take a little yeah. bit less. I don't know how many teams are going to be uh, willing to, to bring Eli Apple into their locker room. That's a good point, and to their credit, they saw this coming, though. If you look at last year's offseason, they spent money on free agent offensive linemen. They used draft picks on defensive backs, so yep. th- they do have some youth in the secondary developing. They're going to be back. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, they're, they're good. not a quarterback. They're a well-coached football team. Although defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo uh, is now, it was, it was kind of surprising he wasn't getting a lot of head coach interviews. Mm-hmm. But he is interviewing with the Arizona Cardinals, so they might that would be a huge hit actually, and might yeah. be the biggest hit for them in the offseason if they're to lose him because they're a well-coached team. You got a superstar quarterback. You got talent in a lot of places. This is a retool. Let's let's fix some of our weaknesses, build around our quarterback, and then go win the stinking thing next year. And, and so I think um, both of these teams that were ousted, uh, we have not heard the last of those teams. They're well coached. They've got stars in a lot of places. Uh, the Bengals and the 49ers are going to be back, and we'll be talking about them next year. Mm-hmm. And for those Real quick, my, my Hanchon Amarumo, though, is he's kind of like Ben Johnson with the Lions, that if one more good year, he'll be the hot candidate. You know, like he might be a year away. So they might have another run with him. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Okay, next, we got to talk a little bit about the offensive coordinator movement with the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, 
Uh, maybe dip into our mailbag that we will hit hard, but we've got a lot of questions already. We're going to do it tomorrow, but maybe we'll find one in there for today as well. Super excited about our new sports betting partner for the entire Locked On Network, and that is America's number one sports book in America. Did I say America's number one sports book in America? Yeah, America. I think you did. Yeah, I think it's in America. <laughs> FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And this year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. Because FanDuel, if you download today, you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. What is that? Well, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's how little sweat there is in the no sweat first bet at FanDuel. FanDuel lets you bet on everything. We're talking point spreads, of course, for NFL games, money line, who will score the first touchdown. You can build your own parlay. I love the website, the layout. It's so easy to use. Find your bets, find the odds, and build your own bets. And any sport as well, going into the NFL offseason, baseball every day, NBA every day, just about, and tons of other sports you can find at FanDuel. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Let's creep into the mailbag here, and we've got a question from Michael, who says, how much of an improvement is Kellen Moore at offensive coordinator for Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles chargers well i don't love it and i mean first of all i know dak prescott's kind of on the hot seat right now and threw too many picks and didn't play great in his last game but how nice is it for kellen moore to be you know a young young coach and he gets dak prescott and justin herbert you know like that's a pretty nice situation in terms of you know talent to work with at the quarterback position is phenomenal um, we didn't address this, but Herbert had a, a shoulder surgery this week too. So he was dealing with a lot more as the season went on than we probably realized. Um, I know I don't have a lot to back this up, to be very honest, but Moore's stats, his numbers with the Cowboys are really, really good. Near the top of the league in points scored, yardage per game, all those type of things. But I was never super impressed with him. I mean, I didn't think he strung together plays particularly well. I think he's more of a, you know, just running plays as opposed to, you know, really incorporating in offense. And there's a lot of criticism with him that he isn't a complimentary football type of guy that how he runs his offense doesn't, you know, complement the defense and special teams particularly well. People have told me that his reputation gets inflated a little bit because, Romo and Aikman talk about him on the air all the time as a cowboy thing and Jerry pumps his tires and I'm not <laughs> busting on the guy, but I mean, when, when they were talking about him as a head coaching candidate, I just don't quite see it. I mean, yeah. I, I need to see more. Ah, M O R R E of Kellen Moore. There's two parts of this one. I think it's an upgrade because I think they need yeah. a new offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Chargers. But it's telling when a team is like, oh, sure, current offensive coordinator, go interview for another job. So that tells right. you how strong the Cowboys felt about it, felt about it. But I also think there's kind of that internal struggle where Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, finally I get to call plays and kind of wasn't good at right. kicking them out the door either. So I don't know if that's going to go great for the Cowboys. So this might be 
a very lateral move for the Dallas Cowboys because I'm mm-hmm. not guaranteeing that they got better at offensive coordinator if Michael uh, if Mike McCarthy's now calling the plays there um, and maybe a little bit too much on Mike McCarthy's plate and. So we'll see how this all goes. But I, I do think that they got better and they needed to make a change at offense coordinator. And um, we'll see if Kellen Moore. Uh, he's not going to be a disaster. I'll put it that way. No, and I don't think so. He's going to upgrade at quarterback. And if he's got the pieces, I think they're going to they're going to be fine. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a fine move. But it, it wasn't like, oh, we got, yeah, here we go. You know, pencil him into the Super Bowl now because they got Kellen Moore. I don't claim to be the greatest scheme guy out there. I'm not a coach, you know, I mean, I haven't been in the league for 20 years. Um, so I defer in terms of who are the best schemers out there, who are the best designers of offense out there. And many, many people I talk to or trust have told me blatantly the chargers and Steelers are the worst constructed offenses in the league. So you kind of know where to go, but up. We, we've had a <laughs> lot over the last team. over the last month especially we've gotten a ton of questions in our mailbag about why the Steelers haven't fired their offense coordinator and found a new offense coordinator yeah I uh, trust me I've been I've yeah. been down this road a lot I don't quite understand it either All right so um yeah that's where we are at there and would you trade would you trade for Kellen Moore basically would be the question and if, and if the answer is yes for the Steelers, then that means it's it's, it's a decent hire for the Los Angeles. Right. He wouldn't be my first choice, but would mm-hmm. I trade Matt Canada or Lombardi out for more? Sure. I'll, right. I'll roll. I'll take door number two. You know, I, I know what I have and I don't like it. For the Cowboys, we didn't come away from the Cowboys see, season thinking, oh, this team's got to get a new offensive coordinator. No, we, right, we, right. We right, came right. out of it saying oh, the Dallas Cowboys need another weapon aside from C.D. Lamb in the passing game. Right. Agreed. I don't think the scheme was broken. Yeah. This doesn't add up to the numbers, but I think they make things harder on Dak than they need to. You know, that if they treated that offense like they did when Cooper Rush was there, and I'm not saying dummy it down, I just mean give them some outlets, give them some layups. You know what I mean? That would help the whole group. Well, <laughs> hero okay. ball in uh, in Los Angeles, I guess, huh? That's, that's what we're in store for. And uh, he's a quarterback that can do it, though. So we'll, yeah, we'll absolutely. We'll see how it goes. And if and if they got it wrong, so what? That job's up for grabs with the head coach next year too. And right. Kellen Moore is going to also not have a job. So I'm not big on that coaching staff. I'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tons of questions in the mailbag. We still have time for more of your questions too at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL for Wednesday's mailbag episode. And then later on in the week, we've got to talk a lot about the senior bowl and what prospects we like there because it is draft season for all but two teams in the NFL now. And of course, the spreadsheet, the offseason spreadsheet, which first episode of the offseason spreadsheet is going to be which names are next to which teams at quarterback in the NFL as Matt and I project them for 20. I got some others hidden in the background too to pull out when we need them. Oh, I know you I know you got spreadsheets going on. I know I got an your eyeball. one. I got all kinds of good ones. I know if you flipped your screen, you're of course looking at my face, you're looking at some stats and then you probably got a monitor over here that's just that's just 100% dedicated to spreadsheets. There's the Excel yeah, the Excel tab is up and there's several in there that are ready to pounce on the nation. Uh, all upcoming on Peacock and Williamson. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen. Check out Locked On NFL Draft. Check out uh, every podcast for your team because you are covered right here on the network. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.